Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I'm here with Lisa Weldon. Let me tell you about Lisa. In 2011, Lisa Weldon cut a map of Manhattan into 20 pieces and walked one piece per day until she covered the entire island. After walking each day, she came home and recorded her findings in her blog and then shared her words and photos through social media. It was from this experience that she learned the power of storytelling. The next year, she spent 30 days walking every Okay, you're gonna have to tell me with this word, Lisa. Aron, Aron, yeah. Okay, of Paris. I don't actually don't know if I've ever seen that word, let alone Mm -hmm. pronounced it. Um, Huffington Post invited her to chronicle her walks and published her first submission on the front cover of their Living Fearlessly section. Oprah's Network, Harpo Productions caught wind of her walks and invited her to give Cindy Crawford advice on turning fifty, and now. She's just released her memoir. It's the story of a 58-year-old woman who reinvents herself by taking 30 days to walk through the pieces of her life. Lisa, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Well, thank you. It's so nice to be here. I appreciate yes. your invitation. Oh, great. Yeah. And I got introduced uh, to you from uh, by Walker Thornton, who is a mutual friend of ours. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. So I'm really happy about that. And I know she'll be excited to hear this episode of us together. So Lisa, as a first time guest, why don't you share with us what you enjoy doing during your me time? Oh, what do I enjoy doing my me time? Um, obviously, I love to write. I, lo- I love to journal. Um, I'm wor- working on a second book. So I love to just jot down ideas. Um Maybe even more than that, I love to travel. I love to see the world. My father was in the Air Force, so I've been in an airplane most of my life. And I love, love, love going to new places, um, especially unusual places. Um, I love to learn. I will take a class on just about anything, social (laughs) media, writing, book promotions. Uh, I, I dream about taking master gardening. I just love to learn. and. um I love to walk. I love to walk. Um, uh, my creativity really bubbles up when I walk. I love to swim. Um, yeah, those things. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So you, lo- you like to walk, you like to travel, you like to learn. I think a lot of our listeners would really resonate with some of those things. And did you find those things were, um, uh, were of interest when you um, entered your midlife years or have these always been things of interest? Well, the travel always has been because of, um, I think because of my father's air force and traveling, I think that's always been part of my soul. Um, uh, you know, the other things I probably took up in my midlife after the children were gone and off to school, I probably had the time and the space to do those things. And I jumped, jumped in head first, you know, um, you know, as a mother, you sort of put a lot of things for yourself on the back burner and, and when they leave 
it's it's the perfect time to to kind of start a new life. That's what this podcast is all about. So you, you're, you're in the right place. Um, great. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. It's important for women listening also to hear that, um, you know, to know that it's okay. And it's, it's great. And I'm actually looking forward to um, you talking about your story. So let's get into that. I read a little bit in your bio, but can you share a little bit more about um, the, your story? Well, the story... <laughs> Uh, that happened to me was um, uh, the bottom fell out of my life at, at age 58. Um, I lost my marriage, my home, my children were all leaving the nest and, and my career was um, just kind of uh, disappearing. Um, so everything, all of that sort of hit at the same time. It was, it was a big trauma for me. And um, I, I looked to my career as, as a, a lifeline, and I unfortunately, 10 years ago, adver- I was in advertising, so everything in advertising 10 to 12 years ago was, was in a paradigm shift. It, you know, I was used to doing ads for magazines and newspapers and doing billboards and uh, TV spots, and everything was going social and digital and websites, and I had, at that point, when everything fell apart, I had not kept up with the times. I had not re-educated myself. So, so that was my financial lifeline. And I realized I had a very short period of time to re-educate myself. So um, every year around December, oh, I must tell you that being in advertising, I always, always dreamed of working on Madison Avenue because that's where <laughs> the best of the best was done. Mm-hmm. So um because I love to learn, I had subscribed to Parsons, uh, which is part of the new school in New York City. I had subscribed to their course catalog, and it came in every November. And I would, like, when I was a child, I used to get the Sears catalog at Christmas time, and I'd go through and I'd circle all the toys that I wanted. Um, well, with this catalog, it was the same way. I would open up that catalog and I'd read all the courses they took that they offered. There were 30 day summer intensives for professional court type of courses. So I would dream about going to New York for 30 days and I'd take this course or I'd take this course or this course. Well, I'd always throw the catalog away because it was, you know, I had children. There's no way I could take 30 days away. And now There was no way I could afford to do such a thing. And it sounded so selfish and it sounded just unattainable, but I, I dreamed about it. You know, I dreamed about it year after year. And so in um, New Year's Eve, let's see, 2010, I reached down in that trash can and pulled that catalog back out. Mm -hmm. And I went through all the courses and I narrowed them down to one. I walked in the kitchen and got a glass of wine (laughs) A little liquid courage, <laughs> right? And I and I um, scrolled to find Parsons uh, the courses online, and I hit the enroll button with absolutely no clue how I was going to pay for it, how I was going to pull it off. Um, but I hit the enroll button. So um, of course, then it was I was too embarrassed to tell anybody about it because again. I, I, mm, it just sounded so um, ridiculous, but I just couldn't let go of the dream. So I spent the next three to four months 
making a list of how I was going to save money to pay for it, how I was going to learn enough of the new digital language to prepare myself to take it. I was going to, uh, I made a list of, you know, opened up a little Facebook account and opened up a Twitter account and I made a list of how to start getting followers and um, all the things I needed to prepare myself. I started looking at apartments where I would stay. Um, I tried to figure out how I could buy an iPhone. So I made lists and kind of goals for myself to make this come true. Um, I even, and I thought, okay, I'm a, I'm a be living in New York for 30 days. This is my last chance. So I'm going to, um, then I said, I'm going to cut a map of Manhattan, which is about 20 square miles. I'm going to cut it into 20 pieces. And I'm going to walk after class. I'm going to walk one piece per day so that I can savor every single inch of this island, you know, because I really did. I figured this was my last chance to live, live, quote, unquote, live there. So um, everything was going along. The money wasn't coming in as quickly as I needed it to, but everything was coming along. And um, one Thursday night, my husband walks up the stairs from the basement. He says, sweetheart, we need to talk. <laughs> Of course, I thought something had happened to one of my kids. And he said, um, the house is going in foreclosure in four days. Mm -hmm. And that gives you an idea how bad off we were. Right. And, and you didn't know this. No, because we handled finances separately. Mm -hmm. I handle certain things and he handles certain things. And um, um, we didn't have a very healthy relationship when it came to money, I will say. So, um, whew, so that, that took me down a notch and, um, I sort of put New York over. I didn't call him and, you know, tell him I wasn't coming, but I just kind of put those, that thought aside. And then 10 days before I was supposed to go, Parsons called and canceled the class. Mm. So those were two signs that I needed to stay at home. And, um, and I put it on Facebook because I had kind of gotten a little following going. I put it on Facebook. And within seconds, um, friends came back and said, you're going. What's plan B? Oh, great friends. So, <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things I say to people is when you, when you have a dream like that, get accountability partners because they will... Mm kick your ass. <laughs> I will not take no for an answer. And um, so I went, I went, I, we, we had, we saved the house out of foreclosure, but we had to immediately put it on the market and get rid of it at a much reduced price. And, and that was okay. Um, but I got on that airplane 10 days later. And um, again, not, I, I was so short on money, but you know, things just felt Oh, oh, and my girlfriends right before I left gave me a going away party and they gave me gift cards to restaurants oh. and to, um, grocery stores in New York. And um, you know what? It all worked out. I wow. went, I walked one piece of the map per day. I came home and at night I took, um, there used to be something called lynda.com, which had uh, 
videos, 15 minute videos on social media, web design and all that. So I would watch a bunch of those at night and teach myself. And then I would put it into use and write a blog. And I learned about SEO and, you know, all these different things about blogging. And I learned about email marketing, which I used myself as a client. So I would, mm-hmm. would you know, do a blog and talk about the neighborhoods. And then I'd um, email it out and I'd put it on Facebook. And there was no Instagram back then. I mean, yeah, no Instagram, but I'd put it on Twitter and I'd, and I'd boost it and I learned how to do Facebook advertising. And, and I used all those things while I was um, learning them. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I left, I got a call from a client and he wanted a social media campaign. So it worked. <laughs> oh, wow. It worked. And then it worked so well, I decided the next year to do the same with Paris. And um, I spent 30 days there walking every neighborhood, every autumn decent I guess, I don't know mm. if that's the proper way to say it, but that's way better I've, than mine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's where Oprah's network and Huffington Post caught wind of my trip and highlighted it. And and so those, they, they really worked, you know, they really worked and a um, uh, lot of luck, a lot of planning, a lot of good friends, a lot of good accountability partners, but it all worked for me. It's still working for me, really. It's <laughs> great. I mean, w- w- my first question to you, what, what you enjoy doing during your me time, it just seemed this whole journey, this whole transformative journey of yours uh, it just encapsulates all of the things that you enjoy doing, traveling, walking, seeing new places, seeing new cultures and experiences. So it, it hits all of those, those things and, and a storyteller, you are a storyteller. Um, so, wow, what an amazing, amazing story. Um, crazy, <laughs> Right. So crazy, but so beautiful. Um, can you share some of the experiences you had while you were walking through Manhattan uh, that were impactful for you? Because I know this was a life-changing journey, this this 30-day, um, you know, New York walk was um, was transformative for you. So like, what were some of those experiences that you had that were really impactful for you? Well, um, this was a journey. I mean, it was a career reinvention, but it was much more of a personal journey. Um, you know, um, the time alone for 30 days walking, and I say walking because I don't know if it's endorphins or whatever, or whatever, but it, it really makes you when you're moving like that, or for me, it may, it makes me, my mind just open up. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the first day in New York was the uh, pride parade, the day after the governor had signed the equal marriage law. And I sat on the curb or, or but stood watching people go by, people like I had never seen before in my entire life. And I just observed the, the people look like they dressed, they just stepped out of J. Crew versus <laughs> people that had orange mohawks mm-hmm. or people that were uh, just of all and they all got along. They seemed Mm. to be all celebrating each other. And I had never seen that. I was raised in the, in the South. I'm 
almost 70 years old. So during the Jim Crow era, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and during trans, you know, just a lot of changes. I've seen a lot of changes in my life. And, and so I was watching this parade and, and um, I just remember flashbacks from my youth. There's one thing in particular that I, I read about, that I write about in my book. I remember being, no, oh, I was nine or 10 years old. My best friend was Debbie. She and I were skipping out of class, holding hands, going out to a recess. And my, I remember, and I was, I always behaved in school, so I never got in trouble. My teacher jerked me, at, jerked me, and she said, little girls don't hold hands, that's dirty. Mm. Well, where that thought came from, and, and mm-hmm. that it it just shook every core in my body, every, the core in my body. And I thought that is still in me somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. And it, and I'm looking at this parade and everybody's just, it's just love, you know, it's just mm-hmm. so much of what I believe in now. And um, I realized for, there were several instances like that, that I write about that um, I had to deal with. I had to dig, 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 dig deep and deal with some of those things because um, you just never realize what's still in your mm-hmm. DNA, you know? Right. Until you're faced thing, with it again, right? And then you yeah, have to yeah. ask yourself, is, is this what I still believe, even though I grew up with these values yeah. and these beliefs? But yeah, and what happened those. was, what happened was that this woman passed by and her breasts were, you know, bared to everybody. And an old cop looked at me and rolled his eyes and I rolled my eyes and I went, wait a minute. You don't, I mean, why are you rolling your eyes at this cop? You know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's when it made me, that's when I flashed back to, to my youth. But anyway, um, the other thing that I loved 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 about new york was walking in places where there'd be little gardens or there'd be little cafes or little teeny those slivers of stores that are in new york and just chatting it up with with people that are working in the gardens or or tending to the store and i just had this this uh i was brave up there i just talk to everybody and listen to their stories, you know, living in Atlanta, so different than life in Mm. New York. So I just loved learning how they bought their groceries, where they did their laundry and um, these little tucked away delis and, and gardens in the middle of buildings. And, you know, I watched a summer camp on the hot streets of East Harlem, these little kids, they just cordoned off the street, these little kids having camp on a hot pavement in the, you know, in July, New York, I'd never seen things like that. So I really had a good time. And I learned a lot about, you know, what's important in life and what's not important in life. Um, mm. You see, I, I, I get so excited about my trip. To New York. Yeah, <laughs> I have a whole look, it changed your life. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't tell you this when we spoke before, but um, I was actually there in New York at that parade. You were. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. I wonder if we passed each other. I mean, I did not was have my breast not- out. <laughs> I didn't even uh, I didn't even know the parade was happening. Um, my partner and I just happened to to go. And um, on the plane right there, we saw on the news that they had just passed 
um, you know, that law. And then we went and the parade was, was happening. So it was just kind of, yeah. And, and, and then when I heard that you were there, I was like, oh my gosh, like who knows, who knows who else was there, right? That, and you just never know what's going on um, with people and, and who people are and who you'll meet in the future. It's really so, interesting. So were you there when the clock struck one o'clock? 1 p.m.? 1 p.m. It was uh, right after the parade. I don't remember that. I mean, I may have been there at that time. It was so hot that day, I remember. Oh, it was terribly hot and the, the body odor and the smell of weed and all the, all the, rest of the cigars and all this at what one o'clock, they rang a bell and total quiet and everybody went totally quiet. And it, and it was a tribute to everyone that had died because of, you know, what, you know, all mm -hmm. that they had gone through. It sure. was bone chilling. Mm -hmm. Um, be there in the midst of everybody wow. and to what everybody had gone through the injustices that they had faced in their lifetime it was just it was bone chilling mm -hmm. I mean I, I've got chills thinking about that, that. I just got chills now too yeah. I don't think I was there because it was pretty loud the whole time <laughs> that I was, it was. <laughs> I, I must have been there before or after but, yeah. you know, let me just tell you, Lisa, um, you know, as an LGBT person myself, um, and, and the fact that, you know, you've come from the South uh, with certain beliefs and values, um, and, and you were open to the experience and open to relearning or unlearning uh, right. some of your um, beliefs about, um, you know, people who are different than you, I, I just, as a, as a person in that community, I, I just have to thank you. I know it's not easy. Um, and I really appreciate your openness and willingness to just, well, I would, yeah. I, I would, you know, I hope I, I hope I'm always open because I, I truly, truly, truly believe there. I, I saw so much diversity in so many ways in New York and it was just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Mm. You know, I went to a 4th of July, uh, fireworks show that was held on the Hudson River and again I describe it in my book I see kids in one one kind of dress over here another kind of dress over here uh, a couple over here a different couple over here and um, it's just like a beautiful quilt I mean it's just mm. yeah I mean god what if we were all the same how boring <laughs> 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 right. It's true. It's true. How boring would that be? <laughs> right. Right. And, and I want to, I want to mention one thing from the health perspective, like you, um, you were talking about uh, in the very beginning of, of you, not in the very beginning, but when you were sharing some of the experiences you had while walking around New York city, um, you said your mind opens up when you walk. And actually there's a physiological reason for that. So when we are doing low intensity exercise, such as walking, strolling, you know, maybe just biking, but, but very lightly, um, it, our brain relaxes. It's kind of like when we're in the shower, we're doing a, a little bit of activity, but it allows right. our brain to relax. And, um, I think the fact that you were walking that was happening, but also the fact that you were open to new experiences. Uh, I think all of those things kind of came together and, and you had this you know, beautiful it, it's experience. Funny because I read an article somewhere that listed all these great writers and they were all walkers. I can't think of mm. them. I mean, they were all 
Makes Write, sense. Writers and poets that we've heard of, I can't think of anyone specifically right now, but I thought, well, that's odd. Right. <laughs> so maybe you answered that question for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, think about when you come up with your best or most creative ideas. It's usually when you're not, you know, sitting in front of a blank, uh, you know, Word document, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's when we're out and about, when we're in a new place, um, mm -hmm. you know, when we get away, I think. Uh, that, that too. So, oh my gosh, Lisa, I could talk with you for another hour, but I'm going to, I'm going to um, ask you just one more question because I think this one's really important. Um, and now what you do is you go and you do talks and you uh, go to book signings at, at bookstores and things like that. And I'm sure something that comes up, a question that comes up a lot, and you mentioned this a few times when you were considering, um, you know, whether to go on this trip, even though the program got canceled. Uh, you, you said a few times that you thought it would, it would be selfish. So for the woman listening who, you know, would love to take a trip like this, but is maybe feeling some of those feelings of selfishness, um, what would you say to her, um, you know, to the woman who feels like taking 30 days to explore a new place or to whatever is, is selfish? What, what would you say? I'd say uh, it's healthy. There's not a selfish thing about it. It's just plain healthy. And I heard once say, if a mother's not healthy, the children and the family's not healthy. If, if a wife's not healthy, the marriage is not healthy. It is healthy. And, you know, I've never done the math on this, but 30 days out of your entire lifetime is such a minuscule amount of time. There is no reason why you can't do it. Oh, well, there are some reasons. I, I have come with, met some women. But taking time alone to redirect your life and to set goals and to just do a house cleaning of your heart and your mind is a minuscule amount of time in your lifetime. And there's not a damn thing selfish about it, I've learned. Mm-mm not a thing. Wow. Wow. What a great message. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I love how you said it's healthy and, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, how many days do we live our lives and what is 30 days? That's a really great way to think about it. It's such a minuscule amount of time. Yeah. I wish I'd have done the math on it before we talked, but, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's no, I mean, month is just a little, teeny little grain of salt sand in, in the whole scheme of things, but it can make a, it can change your whole life. It can mm. change your whole life. Right. You know, um, I like to say Jesus took 40 days. Moses took 40 days. You know, <laughs> there's some people that have come before us that told us it, it got good results. <laughs> it comes right, with good right. results. <laughs> and, and, um, I know you've, uh, I know there've been some women, uh, who have reached out to you to tell you about their 30 day journey. Um, what were some of their experiences? Yeah. One woman, um, told me she was going to take 30 days to go to Charleston where her grandmother lived. And she was going to record one story from her grandmother per day. How cool is that? Wow. Um, another woman took 30 days to, uh, uh, went to the beach and she was going to write one letter to the 20 people who had most influenced her life. 
she got a letter four or five and then wrote her mother a letter. Her mother died of alcoholism at a young age. She wrote and wrote and wrote for the remainder of the days to come to peace with her mother. Um, uh, that one just blew me away. Wow. So um, yeah, it's one woman told me she was in her U-Haul truck hauling her stuff up to North Carolina. She'd always dreamed she was a potter, is a potter a beautiful potter. And um, she called me from the U-Haul truck. She said, Lisa, it's always been my dream to move to North Carolina up in the mountains. And I'm, I'm on the road. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, when I wrote this book, I said, if I can just get one other woman to take 30 days, my job will have been done. It will have uh, run its, its course. And um, so, yeah, yeah. So I've wow. gotten three pieces of feedback and um and, and usually when I go to book clubs, I ask them where they, where they would go, you know, and uh, it's kind of fun to see what people, where they would go and what they would do. Right. Right. Well, I think we have time for one more question because I think that's, that's an interesting one. You know, how do you suggest a woman determine where she wants to go? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Where to go? Um, I would say, follow your heart. If, if you love the beach, if you love the mountains, if you're exotic and want to go international somewhere, which I, which I love doing, uh, just follow your heart. It doesn't really matter where you are, in my opinion, but you need to be away from home so that you can't run back to home. You know, you right. can't pull back into it. Um, I'd say follow your heart. Just do is there a place you've always dreamed or is there a place you, you always go and you feel comfortable? And Mara Lindbergh, I think went to the beach and I think she went to Cape Cod every summer for 30 days. Um, she had a cottage there. So she went often. Um, it doesn't have to be new for me. I, I loved it because it was new and I could learn a lot, but it could be a place of, of comfort. Just follow your heart. Mm, love it. And uh, Lisa, what is the name of your memoir? It's called 20 Pieces because of the map that I sliced into 20 pieces. Um, a walk through love, loss, and midlife reinvention. <laughs> Beautiful. And can people find that book on your website, lisaweldon.com? Yes, they can find it on my website. Um, indie bookstores can order it. It can be found on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and just about anywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. And then I'm also going to put your uh, social media handle at Lisa Weldon uh, in the show notes as well, so that people can follow you and stay up to date with what you've got going on. So Lisa, I'm so glad that we connected through our mutual friend, Walker. It was Thank so you. great to have you on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I wish we had another hour too. Same. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, please tell your friends about it. And if you haven't yet, you can also subscribe to the podcast or leave a positive rating or review, which is always greatly appreciated. If you're on Facebook, you can stay up to date with the latest episodes by following my coaching page, Transformation Wellness for Women. And finally, if you've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I invite you to join our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook, where we continue the conversations we have here on the podcast. Simply go to metimemidlifepodcast.com and click on Me Time Midlife Community 
to learn more and join us today. It's an honor to produce this podcast for you. So thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time.